Hi, friends. Welcome to another episode of That Sounds Fun. I'm your host, Annie F. Downs. So happy to be here with you today. Our music in the background is from our good friend, Mr. John McLaughlin. Make sure you check out his album, Angst and Grace. Today's show is brought to you by our friends over at West Rock Coffee. West Rock Coffee believes in people and the drive not only to survive, but to live with dignity and achieve greatness. Westrock works with coffee farmers in developing countries like Rwanda and Honduras to ensure they are able to provide properly for their families. Many farming partners are women and are providing for their family on their own. Westrock pays a fair price to farmers for their coffee and offers support and training to help them grow their business. Westrock's impact helps farmers truly thrive, and it's the coffee you can be proud to drink. Find Westrock Coffee on Amazon and other retail stores around the United States like Kroger or go to westrockcoffee.com to learn more. Today on the show, this is one of those friends that you're like, why hasn't Meredith been on the show yet? Meredith Andrews and I have been dear friends since 2011 or 12, something like that. So for a long time. And we see each other and I'm always like, Mayor, come be on the podcast. She's always like, oh yeah. And then we just never do it. And finally we are sitting down and getting to talk about her music, her family, and what she has got going on. Her new album, Faith and Wonder, is a live worship album that is so good. It just released on Friday, and so it is available for you. You should make sure you grab it. But here's my conversation with the always wonderful and dear, and of course I cried. Here's my conversation with Meredith Andrews. Mayor, thanks for being on the show. Thanks for having me. Let's just me. jump in. I'm so Let's just excited. go. I, I always find with my actual like close friends that I haven't seen in a while, the better thing is just to go versus just like dive in. Let's head catch first. up for 30 minutes because then what happens is we have lost 30 minutes of our time <laughs> for, for <sure>. recording. <laughs> no, that's true, which we already were catching up a good bit. That's right. I'm glad you hit the record button. Are you um on the road right now? Um, what does on the road look like I'm for in you? your office? Yes, thank you. But, in this moment, <clears> you're in my yes. office. <laughs> yeah. So on the road for me looks like um, a women's event, usually women's conferences on the weekends. It's yeah. not really a tour bus, although I am doing one weekend of outcry in May that I'm super Are excited you? about. That's yeah, amazing. so I'll jump on the bus for that. But I re- re- rarely am on a bus anymore just because of family. And yeah, it doesn't make as much. You're sense. like, can I have five bunks, please? No, exactly. <laughs> and none of them will. Well, only my husband will actually contribute to the show. Yeah, that's right. That's right. We need three bunks for three very cute people <laughs> right, exactly. who will not be helping. Exactly. I might could teach them how to wrap a cord or something. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Matt's probably old enough. He can he can like sell a thing. I mean, I'm sure he could. I think I think he would probably love it. The other day at church, I tried to get him uh, from kids' church, and he was like, Mom, I'm helping. I'm tearing down chairs. I'm like, well, we got to go get dinner. He's like, let me finish. I'm like, <laughs> but it was actually so sweet. And I'm like, yeah. well, this might be your your thing. So I would love to talk to you about church for a second because y'all go the belonging. Yes. And I have been amazed to see... God has moved in your family at the belonging. Yeah. Is that is that a fair way to put that? That's absolutely fair. How do you feel different because of the church you've plugged into? Yeah. Well, I think I've I had been longing for a very long time to be a part of a church that um there was just so much freedom in worship and yeah. it was always only about Jesus. Yeah. And not that other churches that I've been a part of weren't like that, but I think um I was just hungry for something more mm-hmm. to go. No, actually God has something for us every time we show up. Yeah. And he might blow our minds and it might not be comfortable and it might be bigger than we can imagine. And I don't I just love that kind of philosophy and um even just seeing it in in my marriage and in my kids, I think are the because those are the closest things to me. Those are the things that I've seen the most growth in. Um 
even in just the way of faith, um, praying, really? praying for big things, asking God for big things and watching him come through. Right. Um, it's pretty insane. And even like my kids now, they just have this natural propensity to lay hands on people and go, God, I just asked for healing for this person. No. And they don't even second guess. They're just like, this is what God does. Yeah. He heals us what he promised us. This is, this is part of the gospel yeah. is healing heart, soul, mind, body, spirit, all of it. So, you know, I just, I love being a part of a house that is unapologetic in the way that they lift up the name of Jesus. Um, there are a lot of uh, amazing, gifted, anointed people in our church, but it's not about any of those people. Yeah. And all the people that you even see on the worship team, we just all volunteer, you know, yeah. except for Andrew, um, who's just a Yeah, because he's literally like soul. the staff guy. He's the staff guy, and yeah. he's amazing. And he should. Yes. So I love his voice, too. I know. His oh voice is gosh, insane. He's so one of my cool. favorite people. Yeah. That guy, every time I tell people a lot, um, whenever we do, uh, whenever I lead worship with him, he always says, this is going to be the greatest night of our lives, guys. No. But he truly means it. Yeah. It's like he just loves to set that bar and just go, we got to come expect it. Yeah. I'm expecting God to move because anytime we show up, he's going to show up when, yeah. we, when we ask him to. So I just love that about him. But one of the other things too, for me personally, um, the first time I ever set foot on stage at Belonging to Lead Worship, I was pr- I think I was pretty much shaking in my boots when I got really? up there. Yeah, because I understood the way of that uh, stage, if you will, the responsibility of it, because um, you don't get up there and sing some songs. Right. It's like you get up there because you've spent time in the presence of God and you yeah. believe that He wants to bring His people somewhere. Yeah. And so, and that's your home. And that's exactly yeah. it is. But the first time I led worship there, I remember it was Father's Day, probably three years ago, and uh, coming up three years ago, and uh, at the end of it. Uh, I was just blown away by what God was doing in the room. And I feel like there was no glass ceiling. There was no um, hindrance or hindrances or even reservations from the people. They were just all in, hungry, ready for whatever God had. And Alex gets up and she goes, you know, it's Father's Day. And I know this is a hard day for a lot of people. Um, but I, I just really believe that God wants to remind himself, remind you guys, remind all of us that he is a good and perfect father. And so I want Meredith just to sing out, just kind of prophesy and sing out and and just whatever the Lord you know brings to her mind, and I just want oh. you to receive. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm like, we didn't talk about this, <laughs> right? You right, know, right. right. <laughs> so I'm just back there going, oh, I don't know if I can do that, but we'll see what happens. And really, you just, I, I, I think it was just so beautiful how God just kind of threw me in because I was kind of. Um, I felt inadequate. I was yeah. like, God, I, I know what this house is about, and and I've I'm coming out of a season of uh, re- refreshment, and but also um, healing from some woundedness, and um, just being burnt out and stressed yeah. out, and I I don't know that I can carry this, but it's not about me anyway, and so I'm just gonna step in, and um, I don't even know what I said, but it just felt like something shifted in the room and it was just really cool to see. And so anyway, it's elevated my own worship. And I think being a part of the belonging, when I go out, um, I have a different lens through which I see through. And I also have different expectations. I have higher expectations for what God wants to do, whether I'm in a charismatic church or a Baptist church, which I go to a lot of Baptist churches and a lot of, you know, um, kind of more fundamental conferences and things like that. Yeah. But I just love to just say to people, like, God has something for you today. Just, yeah. just grab a hold of it. Yeah. I think the amazing thing is it's not about being at um, everybody in the nation coming to the belonging. Yeah. It's about everybody finding the church that is for them in their city. No, that's exactly right? what happened. And, so, and it's just amazing the way 
you and I have both ended up in churches in leadership and it has changed our lives. Yeah. yeah. And, and it is, uh, I just think it's awesome. Yeah. It I feel like once you, but I'm the same way. I, I am more nervous teaching here at cross point right. than I'm anywhere else because I'm in all the places we go, we're a fireworks show in their year. Sure. Like we're a f- conference or totally. we're a Sunday morning or we're like a special event. And then we go home afterwards. And then we go home. Yeah. But this, we're like sliding in on a Sunday or Tuesday for you guys as well as Sundays. Yeah. We're sliding in and going like, there's a big long story God's telling every week yep. here and yep. I get to be part exactly. of it. Exactly. And so I, so the weight of that yeah. feels heavier to me at home yeah. than anywhere else. Absolutely. Do you feel that too? That's, that, I think that's articulated very well. And I think the road's great. I think the road matters too. I don't want anybody to hear us saying that places we show up on the road aren't as important as home. It's not that. It's just I see the every week story here and I see a spot that I'm supposed to fill in that. And that's different than the road. Right. But I also think that when we're home, that's what's fueling what we're doing on the road. You know, and I've I've seen that even more so since we've been at the belonging. Like this is where I go to get filled up. This is where I go to be with my family and people that I love and trust and and walking through life with basically and just like that's where I go to be planted and then and rooted so that when I go out I'm, I'm pouring out from the overflow of what yes. God's doing there yes so there's really a different cool. I mean it's funny to me because people on the road will say things like I saw you two years ago and you're you teach different and yeah. I always go it's my pastor's fault <laughs> I'm like it's what's happening at home it just no, is like that's awesome. getting on me and I then it spills that. out when I'm out on the road I mean that's just so how it good. goes but and I think the opposite is true it has been apparent to me when I'm on the road and I'm empty at home. Right, for sure. And I go, and that's when you and I were sitting together at the belonging when I yeah. was, and when I needed somewhere yeah. that I could be filled up and not yeah. be mourning yeah. um, because I was still having to travel every week, Absolutely. even though I was brokenhearted in my church. For sure. And so it is, um, it has been such a joy to watch. I, I mean, you know me well enough. I'm not saying you were bad and now you're good or you were lost and now you're found. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying I can see change in us Yeah, because we have plugged into local churches and it could have been East Nashville Baptist for you and West Nashville Baptist for me. And it would have been right still. We'd be seeing the same outpouring in our lives because we were plugged into a local church. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I want to be different, you know, like I want, I those hope comments, we've grown. Those conversations, yeah. exactly. From I don't want to when we the met same. seven years ago or whatever, you know, like what if we're like, man, you are just well, the same, right? You sound as, the yeah. same. You sing the same songs, right? You talk the same. You have the same words right. on stage right. as you did in 2012. Same jokes. Yeah. <laughs> I do have some of the same jokes there. That's okay. I can't help that. Part. I mean, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. <laughs> um, what were you doing? So when you and I met, literally a, 2012 or 11, when we were on Girls of Grace together, yes. what were you doing before that? Because I wouldn't do any of this before that. I don't remember. Let's yeah. see. What was I doing before that? Before were you already Girls traveling? Grace? Yeah. Were you already traveling a ton and doing yeah, all that? Yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah. I, it didn't really look like it does now. Um, it wasn't as often. And it was smaller shows. I was doing more um, touring like on a bus. Um, I had I had Maverick in 2010, so that slowed down a little bit. But I was also working at a church mm-hmm. full time. Um, oh, you're on staff full time. I was on staff okay. full time. So and then I, so that gave me a limited number of weekends that I could actually travel. Got it. And then you know, being a mom, that also throws a wrench into things. Yeah, <laughs> I remember. I mean, you know, I have like Remy. I have the tenderest heart in the world towards your middle yeah. because we were on the road when you had him, and then uh, you showed no. up, and he was like six weeks old or something. I was like, let me hold that baby. Yeah, I need just that turned, baby. He just turned six. It's really I saw it really on Instagram. Crazy. I was like, I cannot believe 
Yeah. That's to me, my friend's kids mark time for me a lot. Yeah, funny. Does that happen yeah. to you too? Well, I, I mean, my With kids mark yeah. time. I'm like, I was pregnant then, and yeah. then I had a, yep, yeah. I totally. And so it's just fascinating to be like, man, that has been that whole child's life. Right. That I have known I him. Know. And he would, at the store, if we saw him at Kroger, he'd be like, I don't know who you are. I'd be like, <laughs> I held you like at six <laughs> weeks old. Um, Probably have the picture to prove it somewhere. Yeah, that's right. Let's talk a little bit, if you don't mind, about when you're on church staff, you're on staff yeah. at Harvest Bible. Yeah. And they are going through it right yeah, now. they are. And you're down here and they're up there. What has it been like for you watching people you love suffer and uh, loss at yeah. a church? It's been one of the hardest, um, hardest things because it's hard to explain any. It's like we were part of that um, body for so long, for over 10 years I was. Yeah. And uh, I experienced nothing but kindness and generosity and... Um, grace toward, you know, from the people that I um, served and the people that I worked alongside. And granted, um, there's no perfect church. Yeah. Um, absolutely, there's not. And I think, um, yeah, it's made up of a bunch of imperfect people. And But uh, right now, we do have friends that are still there that we love very dearly that we consider family. And, um, you know, we've talked with a lot of them over the phone and just try to help make sense of it. But there's, you really can't, you can't make sense of it. I think you just go, all right. Um, well, uh, God will not tolerate sin in his church for very long. And I think especially when it is against his bride Mm -hmm. against the people that he loves and it's, um, done in a way that's, you know, controlling or whatever. I think he just puts his foot down and goes, enough is enough. Yeah. And what I believe for Harvest is uh, what I believe for every church that has hemorrhaged and felt like it was dying is that God is never finished. Yeah. And the work that he wants to do now is different than what he did in the past. Yeah. And he did a lot in the past, even amidst um, things that should that were going on that shouldn't have been going on. God still used harvest. Like thousands of people gave their lives to Jesus. You know, thousands yeah. of people were discipled. Yeah. Very real. Yep. Um, I think the thing that I struggle with the most is how many of those people will walk away and go, I'm never stepping foot in another church yeah. just because of, of, you know, the actions of one person. And I, I, mean, I can't control that or fix that, but I have to trust the Lord and pray for those people that God would woo their hearts and that, and, and remind them, or maybe for the first time, show them that it was never about again, one person or one ministry. And that's where, you know, churches get in trouble when they make it about one man or one woman or, you know, um, unless it's Jesus. Yeah. He's got to be the one person that uh, everything is founded on. So, um, yeah, I'm just believing that God, uh, that the, the best days for harvest are ahead, that God has uh, amazing things still for that church, and that even as he's stripped some things away and they are at rock bottom, um, I mean, from here, the only way to go is up, and um, I'm believing that God is going to rebuild and heal and comfort, and uh, I mean, it doesn't mean it's not going to be a long road. It's going to be a long road, and people have to be committed to seeking God's face Letting go of, you know, really silly 
division, which, you know, I, I understand that the things that they can't agree on are, are weighty. It's not like, you know, do you like pink or purple better? Right. You know, right. So. right. <laughs> I get it. But I think at the end of the day, like division doesn't come from heaven Yeah. and God wants to unify and restore and um, make it better than it ever was. And, um, in the last couple of weeks, I've just had this phrase like rise from the ashes, rise from the ashes, just kind of circling in my head because I saw what I believe God is calling that church to. And any church that's um, just hit hit the you know ground zero. So I feel like I want to call them and be like, can I come do a Sunday totally for free? Yeah, I don't, yeah. I, I don't, yeah, don't even publicize it. Right. Don't tell, I'm not because I'm Annie F, but sure. because we survived. Yeah. Like, yeah. like yeah. I feel like I want to be like, there's an, we are right. still. There are pieces of people's hearts that are still rising from the ashes sure. in our church. And there For are people sure. who walked away that I, you don't know where they are. Right. We can't know where they are. Right. But I, I got to be at Willow Creek in an important Sunday and kind of say that. And I, now I'm going to be like, Harvest, just let me. Yeah. Like, not because of who I am, but because of the story we've exactly. lived here. Like, and now that, you, now that you've walked through that and you've survived it, like you have an authority to speak into right. it in a way of bringing about comfort and encouragement. Yeah. that maybe others don't have because they haven't seen it firsthand. I mean, yet. And I've never loved the local church like I do now because yeah. I saw it survive. Right. Because I thought, I don't know what's going to happen to my church when our pastor leaves like that. Wow. And then it it wrinkled and it survived. Wow. And then you go, oh, well, I'm tying myself to this. Yeah. Not to this building or to this right, name, right. but to the bride of Christ, to That's the it. local church. That's I'm it. tying myself to that. That's good. I don't know where my work will go, Yeah. but but my heart is yeah. going to be tied to the local church yeah. because it survives. Yeah. There's something to it. That's There's right. a reason that it's there lasted this long. Reason. You know, Absolutely. So um, I, I can only imagine some of the depth of the pain you and your friends have experienced. So thank you for even being willing to talk about it. But yeah. I just think, People need to hear whether their church is big or small that when it feels like it's all falling apart, you can stay. That's right. Or you can go. Do what's obedient. That's right. It's not right to stay. It's not right to go. It's right yep. to obey. That's right. And they're like for us, God released us from there, you know, four years ago. Yeah. And I'm honestly, I'm grateful. Right. I'm grateful that can we're not imagine? there in the middle of this. But I still have friends that are, they are, like you said, they're being obedient and they're going to stick it out. Yeah. And my heart just breaks for every person. Like I can still see the faces of every person and where they would sit right. on each campus. And, and, and I love those people so much. And I just, I mean, if anybody's even listening from there, like I just want to speak love and encouragement over them because yeah. I know that God has, has better days ahead. And How did you know what it felt like when y'all were released? When you say that, what does that, what does that mean? How did you know? Started, yeah. When we started, like I, it's, were y'all already thinking of moving down here? We had thought about it, and we had been praying about it. Yeah. And every time we'd pray about it, we felt it was almost like we were hitting a wall. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, that just changed. It just shifted. The more we started to pray about it, the more we felt like God was giving us a window. Mm. Like, and just saying, this is the time frame. And okay. it's going to be in about six months or whatever. And oh, so wow. it's kind of a chance for us to prepare our hearts and to also have conversations and go, right. guys, this is where God is leading us. Mm -hmm. And when God led us to Nashville, it wasn't because he led us to something. It wasn't right. because we had this big opportunity or got offered a job or anything like that. Right. Like, um, we just kind of took a step of faith yep. because God said, it's time. It's mm -hmm. time to just go out on a little adventure. And, yeah. uh, and it's been really amazing and hard and good and all the things, you know, our first year in Nashville, um, was one of the hardest years of our lives. It was a really hard year in our marriage. Um, uh, just trying to, you know, 
make sense of which way is right side up and, and where are we supposed to be and what are we supposed to be doing and who are our people. And we felt very alone and isolated the first year that we were in Nashville because, you know, like in any town or any place you go, you have to be intentional with relationships. But Nashville is even different, even more so, especially in like what we do for everyone that travels. And it's harder to make time to be with people if they're on the road weekly. But like if y'all came to town, everybody would be like, oh my gosh, let's get dinner. Exactly. And let's see, because you're here for the weekend. Right, But right. then when you move here, people are like, I've got stuff. Yeah, exactly. I know. So we were kind of facing that. But I think it was actually really good for us because God was doing some refining in Jacob and in me and just kind of stripping away the old and and um, doing something new. So we had to walk through that really hard year. And we were actually at Church of the City for the yeah. first year we were here. And that was like some healing time for us. And um, anyways, I don't even know where I was going with that. But well, let me tell you, say, can we talk about Jacob for a second? Sure. Because if I cussed on this podcast, <laughs> I would use words to describe how talented Jacob is. <laughs> He is so talented. He is very talented. It's just unbelievable. He's kind of a genius. And that's that thing like people don't understand because he's pretty behind the scenes. He likes it that way. He's really quiet when you first meet him um, until you get to know him. And then you understand how deep of a well he actually is. And hilarious. And hilarious. Like he's his sense of humor is just a riot. And sometimes I don't really get it. But... (laughs) Anyway, but it's funny to a lot of other people. So you can look at his Instagram to see his sense of humor. That's right. But he is, um, yeah, he's actually a, a genius. And he plays just about every instrument. I've ever. Yes. I've never seen an instrument show up around him that I haven't seen him be able to play. <laughs> right, totally. And he writes incredible yeah, songs. Yeah, yeah. What's Is there one that we're all singing right now that he's written? Um, I feel like I saw his name on something we sang. I mean, there's Spirit of the Living God, which he yeah, wrote that. Yeah, that's right. Me, uh, um, he's written a bunch of stuff with Jesus Culture. Um, I wish I could remember. I walked by. It was Baptism Sunday. Here's yeah. all I, can, I can tell you all I can remember. It was Baptism Sunday, and I had just baptized someone and, uh, here, and I was walking backstage, and they had put the CCLI. Right. Is that what it is? Uh-huh. And where they list the songs of the songwriters. Yeah. And I just, like, scoot through them with my eyes just because I – which is yeah. called reading. But right. I, just because <laughs> I just like to see if anybody jumps out. And I went, I didn't know Jacob wrote that song. And that's then I kept awesome. walking, but I don't remember what it was. So we well, sang one of Jacob's songs. That's amazing. I don't remember all the songs he's written either. Yeah. I can't even remember the songs I've written. So I mean, that's anyway. the truth. Yeah. Um, when y'all met, our whole month of February was couples. Yeah. And it was so fun. Because we heard so many like, here's the theme that was in every one of them. I was running after Jesus. Mm-hmm. They were running after Jesus. Yeah. There was a miracle moment where we connected. Yeah. But neither of us were running toward each other. We right. were running straight ahead. Right. And but then we were together. How did you and Jacob meet? Yeah. So I was on staff in Chicago and I was coming down once a month to write. And um, I happened to go to a GMA showcase where Jeremy Camp was playing. Had gotten invited by a friend of a friend, basically. And um walk up in the lobby of the Renaissance Hotel where they were playing and I see him and I was like, well, that's different. <laughs> yeah, r- right away you're like, yes. he's cute. Yeah, uh-huh. And Jacob says I touched his elbow before I said bye and then he was like, oh, game on. <laughs> so he went and played his show and then um, I went out to Chili's <laughs> yep, like right, right after yep. with the band, with yeah. the whole band. And uh, it was obvious we were interested in each other, but I wasn't going to be like, oh, here's my number. You know what I mean? Sure. So I just left and I was like, well, Lord, you're just going to take care of this. But mm. he like pulls up right alongside of me as I'm driving down, what is that, West End or something. Yeah. And I, for a minute, I started following him and I'm like, what am I Atta doing? Girl. And I, girl. And then I lost my nerve <laughs> and I was like, forget this. Like, it, it'll work out if it needs to work out. 
So then um, he he went to Fido. Yeah. yeah, the coffee shop. <laughs> the coffee okay. shop. And so you followed him enough that you knew where he went. No, no, I didn't know that. I knew that. Oh, I okay. Him, I was like, later. I'm a girl, man. No, no, no. I, I, did, I stopped following him. He like turned off to go to Fido, and I got on 65 to go down to Brentwood where I was staying. So he Facebooked me, though. He found me on Facebook. Apparently, oh, wow. he didn't have internet at his apartment because uh-huh. um, they'd just moved in. So he goes to Fido to find me on Facebook, and Brilliant. he sent me a message, and I found it yesterday. Uh, Yesterday, I found it the next day. <laughs> I feel like bizarrely, the, the, twelve years into our marriage or whatever. Children, <laughs> yeah, no. I found it yesterday. So you found the next day. You read it, yeah. And while you I like, was in the studio, yes. yeah, he's oh, like, yeah. "Hey, if you ever want to hang out when you're in Nashville, let me know." And left his number. I was like, "Well, I'm here now. I left my number." Had a girl. <laughs> so he he called me thirty minutes later, and we went on our first date the ne- that night. Oh um, my gosh! So, yep. Serious. That I mean, that was fast. like. Well, I was only going to be right in away. town two more days. Yeah. So we had to make it happen. But we knew right away. So New, new. new like new. marriage new. Like he knew. That, yes. He called his sister the night after we met and said he was going to marry me. And then I called my best friend the day after our first date and was like, I met the guy I'm going to marry. So, yeah. We oh, knew. my gosh. What did you know that I don't know? Like, <laughs> I don't know. It's a knowing you can't explain. That's what everyone <laughs> says. It's very, it's very hard to quantify. You know, like say, they say, yeah. when you know, you know. Yeah. And you're like, what does that even mean? But yeah. no, I get it now. Well, I, I mean, it's been almost, yeah, 12 years. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I hope you get it now. Yes. You're like, I was right. No, yeah, April will be 12 years yeah. since we met. So that's amazing. Crazy. Hey, friends, just interrupting this conversation with Meredith to tell you about our good friends over at Samaritan Ministries. Healthcare sharing with Samaritan Ministries empowers Christians to change the culture of healthcare by directly helping one another with healthcare costs. Instead of sending money to a faceless organization for my healthcare provision, I send my money directly to another member to help them pay for their medical bills. I get to actually participate in meeting the financial element of that need. I get to pray for that person specifically, and I get to connect with them and speak truth and encouragement in the midst of it all, whether the need is a broken arm, pregnancy, or cancer. Healthcare sharing with Samaritan Ministries takes the radical impact of the gospel and applies it to healthcare. Find out more at SamaritanMinistries.org slash That Sounds Fun. And now back to the show. This morning, Beth Moore did this, tw- put a tweet out, and she said, um, she quoted something people said about Jesus in Mark, where it says he does everything well. Mm. And then she said, he, um, she said, I think we need to remember Jesus does everything well. So whatever you want him to do, he's going to do it well. Yeah, just let him lead. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I had this blink in my head of like, oh, I don't need to lead. And some right. dude doesn't need to lead. Right. Jesus is going to lead. That's good. So that's awesome. I have nothing to worry. Like, yep. Jesus will lead through the situation, through the man in the situation, through me. Yeah. But Jesus is going to lead. Yeah. And so it just takes this pressure off of me trying to decipher things. And you didn't feel the pressure. You're like, right. Hey, I'm just going to go home. No, and if yeah. if Jesus is doing this, <laughs> yeah. I can't stop it. Right. Exactly. Right? And that's what happened. That's what you have to do. Is just yeah. I think I think that for a lot of situations we don't have to just talk about meeting a person. But I think f- some work things I feel that way mm, for yeah. relationally where you just go, Jesus will fix it. That's so good. If oh we man, just let it takes the pressure it. off us, right? Right. Like, I'm, I can't, I can't be bothered with that anymore. Yeah. Jeez, I like. <laughs> I know. Jesus, you got this, because I sure don't. You know, like <laughs> I just need him to come through, and he does. I, and it's just, it's better when I just 
relinquish my, you know, illusion of control. Yeah. And isn't that it? It's just an illusion of it control. Is, it is. I'm glad to hear that that's a thing for you too. Cause that, what's your Enneagram number? Three. A three. And I love a three. Our town, people ask me all the time, when are you going to have sixes? Cause you never have sixes. I'm like, there are no sixes in Nashville. Are, no, I, We're I all threes and sevens and yes, nines. I don't, I don't know, know how to help you. We're six. all threes who are accomplishing everything. Yes. Seven to entertaining and nines yes. who are tour managing no, us. Like, or fours. Jacob's oh, a four. Yeah, there's like, a lot of fours. Real moody and uh, yeah. creative. They and stay home authentic. and write the songs. Exactly. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, in the summer, we're doing a series where a, every show is going to be a specific number. That's so I'm like, awesome. you'll get your sixes, everybody. Put that's the brakes. so fun. But I have tons of threes because yeah. our town yeah. is full, full of threes. It's absolutely know. full of threes. But you have an illusion of control all the time, yes. too, because I really do. Yeah. Yeah. Is that a seven thing? I think we just don't want pain, so we'll we'll do anything oh, we can right. to control a situation yeah. to keep us out of pain. Yeah. And what would be your motivation to um, succeed? Yes, and to be to seen succeed. as successful. <clears throat> yeah, and to do something. You know, I look with threes are driven just to do things that are purposeful. Yeah, and if I'm not doing something that feels purposeful, then I feel worthless. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I guess controlling situations to go like, yeah, I can make this happen. Yeah. I can do this. Even though I don't have any time, I can make it happen. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then I end That's up, how you got in here today. Yeah. You're like, well, yeah, I don't have any time, but I'll make it happen. <laughs> any, whatever. <laughs> I've always got time for you. Thanks, sister. Mutual, it's mutual. True. Um, okay. Let's talk about your new album that came out last week. All right. Came out yes. on Friday. Why Fridays? Explain to me why Fridays. I, I don't know. It used to be Tuesdays. It used to be I Tuesdays. Mean, maybe in three years, it'll be Saturdays. Yeah, they just move Thursdays. Them. I don't know. I don't know either. I, don't either. I didn't make that call. Okay, Nobody so asked me. It's a live album. It's and a you've live never done that mayor album. I cannot quit A Million Saints. Well, thanks. I'm glad. It is such a good, like, it's just a great song. Thank you. Um, I, I and, feel like it's a, I feel like I've never written a song like that before. And really? Honestly, what does that mean? Well, I don't know. <laughs> And I, <laughs> people don't know I was laughing because I took a drink of the green juice you brought me. But yeah, you said I don't know I about green juice juice. So just so you know, I got real close for you. Thanks, I appreciate it. Good thing you got a like big fuzzy microphone in mm-hmm, front of your face, mm-hmm, so that would have mm-hmm. like taken care of most. I'd have been real. Yeah, but I um okay. So that song actually was sent to me in an email. <laughs> uh, Phil Wickham wrote it with Mia yeah. and Hank, and yeah. and he passed on it. So he was uh, my publisher was like, "Hey, would you want to take a crack at this or listen to it, see if it would be a fit for you?" And I yeah. listened to it and I loved it. Um, then I it love was, Phil Wickham. I know I do too. Gosh. Who doesn't? He's like one of the sweetest humans on the planet, and just insane voice and yeah. amazing heart. We're in on this. We're on the <clears> same <throat> event in 2020, and I'm like. Can't oh, wait. Fine. I'm like, I'm only a year and a half from being friends oh with Phil Wickham. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. And then you can have him on the podcast. That's right. Um, but yeah, so back then it was actually called, the song was called A uh, Thousand Tongues. Oh, okay. Uh huh. Which and makes was, sense for right. the song. If yes. It's in the, yes. Yeah. And I was like, well, I think there's actually already a few songs that are out there, that, you know, called A Thousand Tongues. So I was like, yeah. what if it's more about like a million saints? Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. So I got in. In a room with Hank and Mia, the other writers on the song, and and we rewrote um, some of the chorus and um, the second verse and a little bit of the bridge. And how does that work? Um, and then is it f- still Phil's song or is oh, it yeah. all of y'all? No, it's all of us now. Okay, so there's four of us, and he's fine with that. He's, I mean, he goes, yeah, so. yeah, fix it. I didn't really hear from him, so I, I hope he's okay. <laughs> hey, I don't Phil. even know if he knows that we recorded it. So <laughs> Phil, I bet he does. Surprise. He should just check. He needs to check his um, royalties. <laughs> right, maybe. Well, it would be too early for that, but maybe just his Instagram because yeah, I tagged right. him. But that's anyway. right. Uh, yeah. So. Um, I don't know. I think it's just a, it, to me, it's a picture of the global church. Yeah. Because a lot of times I can get really um, just pigeonholed, I guess, or just kind of narrow-minded in like uh, my the culture that I live in and this American church and the way yeah. that we do things. Um, 
but in reality, like the, the, the larger part of the body of Christ is all around the world. And, um, and I think it's beautiful just to step back and think about all the different tribes and tongues and languages Mm -hmm. and nations that, um, some that are experiencing persecution and, and, and others that their Christianity is is very very different from American Christianity in the sense that their lives depend on it and they know yeah. it. Our yeah. lives depend on it and we forget. You yeah, know? yeah. But I think just thinking about like the bride of Christ as a whole, the whole world, and and what heaven's going to be like with all the different colors and yeah. um, backgrounds and geez, I mean even just like people who lived in different points of history like it right. blows my mind yeah and, um a million saints doesn't dive like deep deep into all of that but it does talk about generations and yeah. nations and and how the song that we're all singing is holy so mm-hmm. i don't know it fires me up yeah me too man i like blare it in my car i like <laughs> I love tear that. it up awesome. um and faith and wonder is what made you decide to do the whole lot li- the whole thing live it just felt like it was time. I mean, I've led worship since I was 14. Yeah. And uh, the only reason why I hadn't really done it before, I think, is because I was scared. Really? Yeah. Because when I first started doing records with a label, you know, the question that I got asked probably eight times a day was, are you a worshiper, like a worship leader? Or are you an artist? And I'm like, why can't I be both? Yeah, you know? <laughs> I don't understand. Why do I have to pick one? <laughs> right. you know, that sounds cruel. But right. um, yeah, and I think not until the last few years when worship has become so much more, I mean, you hear like radio. radio. Why is that? How did that happen? I don't know. I think I think people are just hungry for encounters with God and when you sing songs that are to God like they're vertical they're um I'm I'm singing this about God but I'm also knowing that I'm singing it to him that he hears yeah and it's like a prayer from my heart to him like there's something about that that just engages us with his heart and uh, I think people are hungry for that they don't want just like nice little songs that make them feel warm and fuzzy like they they need the presence of God and they want Mm -hmm. the songs that take them there Mm -hmm. Um, that's how it is for me at least I can only really speak for myself but it's been a long time coming this record and I've done live albums with Vertical and with The Belonging, but never like by myself, Mary yeah. Andrews, you yeah. know. So it was a little bit daunting, but also really What's the amazing. fear about a live album that's different? I Is think it the it, liveness? Yeah, it's the liveness. It's the, there's less room for error. And mm-hmm. what if this doesn't translate? And what if, I, you know, what if it doesn't um, really like cut through and, and, and do what we're, we're hoping that it'll do and, what, mm-hmm. you know, falls flat. And, but at the end of the day, like, that's just our lives. Like we have things in our lives where we just take a step of faith and we just go, this could fail. Right. <laughs> but regardless, God is still for me and he's mm-hmm. still with me. So mm-hmm. I just have to be obedient regardless of the outcome. Yeah. And that's something that I've learned over the last 10 years of just doing all this. Like I've faced a lot of disappointment and, you know, people are like, what are you talking about? Like your life seems pretty cush and great. And, um, but I even had a friend recently say to me, I mean, a person that goes to our church, that I, I mean, I guess acquaintance is a better word. And she just said, you can tell with the songs that you write that you've been fighting a lot of hidden battles. And I wow. think like, and that's true. Yeah. It's not It's not that I'm hiding anything from anyone. It's just that every day, like marriage and parenting and relationships and ministry and 
future and all of that. Like I, I struggle with all of that. I wrestle with all of that. I have to trust the Lord with all it. of that Ang- anxiety, but even just like feeling inadequate. Like yeah. sometimes as a mom, I'm just like, what am I actually doing here? <laughs> am I, am I doing more harm than good? You know, yeah. like I, especially like when I travel and this is just me being super vulnerable and honest, but like when I travel and my kids now are at an age where they're well, you know, able to articulate mom, like, please stop leaving. And mm. and I'm like, maybe I should, but I don't like, I don't know. I don't yeah. know what to do. Yeah. And and I'm in that place right now. I'm just going, okay, God, what is this season supposed to look like? Because I know that you've given me a gift, but my children are also gifts that are irreplaceable. Right. And you could, you know, if I need to sit down for a season and shut up, then just let me know. Yeah. And um, I think that's where I am right now. Uh, the Lord doing things in me, like a deep work in me in hidden seasons and in hidden pain and in the wrestling and just learning how to quiet my heart and listen for his voice where I'm not trying to control it and make it Mm -hmm. all happen, Mm -hmm. but I'm okay with the rest and I'm okay with the silence and I'm okay with the, I've got like some blank spaces on my calendar and, um, you know, that, I don't know why, but that sort of thing used to kind of freak me out. And I guess it's because I'm a three, but. No, I'm with you. And look at my calendar for next fall. Do you know that, that I'm not traveling at all in the fall? I saw that. And I was like, Annie, that's amazing. Well, no, I don't know if it's amazing, but the thing you are saying resonates so deeply with me of like, there is fear to sitting down and being quiet. Right. And I'm still going to be working. I'm just not traveling and speaking. But I mean, I, I resonate with that, but also that feel of like, why am I asking this question now? And I've never asked this before. Right. Why is that stirring in you now and it's never stirred in you before? Yeah, well, I think the Lord has been trying to get my attention about it for a while. Mm. (laughs) I know my husband has. (laughs) (laughs) So I think it's just like it's come to the point where um, I've just got to go. I can only say yes to what God says yes to for Mm. me. Mm. Um, I love the way that the Hellsters say it. They say, find the Father's invitation. So where is the Father's invitation? Is the Father's invitation in me staying home next weekend? Or is it going out and doing a women's conference in Tulsa? Yeah. You know? So I think I'm growing in that. I know I'm growing in that and learning. um, Because, I, yeah, I I mean, I dream about taking my family on on the road in an RV one day. But that is not currently Jacob's dream. Yeah. So until the Lord gets us on the same page with that. um, And how old are the kids? Eight, six, and four. Okay. So, yeah. That's, so how do you hear good. the Lord? Because there's got to be so many. I mean, I'm in, with you, but I think about our mom friends who are listening that that are working multiple jobs or yeah. have a job and want to stay home or are staying home and thinking about, but are feeling what I would call like that stirring, like right. something's in right. you that maybe God is saying there's a change here. What? Yeah. How did you know God's voice and how, how do you hear him? Well, if you feel that there's a stirring, and I, sometimes I say it as like, you know, when you're standing on the edge of something, but you don't know what, mm-hmm. like there's going to mm-hmm. be a transition. There's going to be a, a chance for you to just step out in faith or jump off the cliff, you know, or it might feel more accurate. Um, but when you feel that stirring, I think you just go, okay, God, what is this about? Like my, my friend Lisa Johnson is really amazing. She's taught me a lot about 
just um, listening prayer, mm-hmm. or you just ask God practical questions. Does she and have books, or is she just? A, she doesn't have books. She teaches. She does. Um, she has a um, company called Story You, and she goes mm-hmm. into like major companies and teaches them how to tell stories. Yeah, but like Google and Nike and yeah, things like that's that. Amazing. But she partners with the Holy Spirit. And that's yeah. why she's she's like that's my strategy. I ask wow. the Holy Spirit, what am I supposed to say yes to? Mm-hmm. Or God, what do you want to what do you want to show me about my life right now? Mm-hmm. And when He shows you something, you go, okay, what do you want to tell me about that thing? And so I think like just starting to ask God, like what? And it's scary at first, and you're like, am I just hearing the thoughts in my head like yeah. and you might feel like that but God is not going to let you fail when you sit down and you and you're intentional to quiet your your soul and mm-hmm. just go God I want to hear you speak. Yep. And he's not ever going to say anything that's going to contradict his word. So you don't mm-hmm. have to worry about that. And if you do have a thought like that you're just like nope this is what And that's why says. we need to know the word. Exactly. Cuz it helps us exactly. learn his Discern. voice. Yeah. Exactly. But I I mean Jesus even said like the, my my sheep know the voice of their shepherd yeah. and I want to know his voice and yeah. I'm still growing in that, Me you too. know. And so I'm trying to be more intentional with just getting alone in the morning or whenever I just have some time of quiet in the day and just go, God, is there anything about my life or this situation that you want to show me? Um, okay, what are the obstacles? Like what, what is it that you're want, calling me to do? And what are the obstacles to get there? Or what are the, you know, um, just things like that. I mean, I just, the, and write it down. You know, I don't think it has to be super complicated. I think it's just about fostering and facilitating this conversation that's ongoing with God. Yeah. Because that's what we're meant to be in is this, you know, pray without ceasing looks like always conversing, always communicating, just keeping the lines open and going, God, I want to hear you. You know, my ears are open. How do you teach your kids how to hear God? You just tell them you can hear God just what is he saying to you right now? Uh-huh. And Maverick sometimes will come up with the craziest stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, <clears throat> here's what this. Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> the, let's see what let's see if the Lord confirms his word, because yeah. he will always confirm his that's word. That's right. And let's go back to scripture and what does scripture say? And uh but because you always you always want to encourage that. So even if they say something that's just completely out of the blue and like aliens are gonna land on our planet in four years, you know, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, okay. Well, we'll see if the Lord confirms we'll it. We'll see if the Lord confirms that. <laughs> and let's go back to the creation story. Yeah. When God yeah. said he made man and woman in his image, you know, right. like things like that. So, but I think it's so important and amazing just to encourage your kids, like listen for God's voice because he's always speaking. Yeah. What's he saying to you? Yeah. And man, I've, yeah. Um, can I just tell a quick story? Oh my gosh, yes. You don't even have to be so quick. Maybe, Everybody's like doing their laundry <laughs> or on the treadmill. They're like so happy we're here. Awesome. Me so too. So you just tell whatever you want. Perfect. Okay. So um, Remy, uh, I, the, I actually have two stories and they're both yes, about Remy. So he, uh, a couple years ago, I'll never forget this. We were sitting in the car and out of nowhere, he goes, mom. He's like, yeah, bud. He goes, I trust the Lord. I was like, you do? I was like, why do you trust the Lord? He goes, because he loves me. And Annie, I know that that's a really simple statement, but in my heart, it was profound because my firstborn type A number three on the Enneagram would say, I trust the Lord because I love him. But Remy said, I trust the Lord because he loves me. Yeah. And he, for a kid to understand that I am loved, therefore I can trust, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's a massive thing. Oh my gosh. And maybe God huge. was just speaking through him to me that day because I needed to be reminded that I could trust God because he loves me and mm-hmm. he always has my best at heart. Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, How old do you think he was when that happened? He was probably four. That is crazy. And then last year, 
uh, he gave his heart to Jesus and, and Jacob prayed with him. They were up in, in their room and they have bunk beds, Maverick and Remy do. And uh, Remy's like, I want to give my heart to Jesus. And um, and Jacob, so Jacob prayed with them and it was like this sweet moment. He came down and told me all about it. And yeah. it was like awesome. And then Jacob goes, and then he asked me how many hearts an octopus has. And I'm like, well, okay. I was like, you know why he asked you that, right? And he's like, no. I was like, well, I think it's because an octopus has multiple hearts. And he was probably wondering how many times an octopus has to ask Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's so sweet. I know. It's pretty amazing. So we looked it up. I think it's three. I could be wrong. I'm not a biologist. So he went back up and he's like, Remy, you were right. An octopus (laughs) has three hearts. Were you thinking that they would have to ask Jesus in all three hearts? He's like, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Mayor. I know it's funny, but so sweet. I lived with a family in college and one of the little boys came down and heard someone calling him mm-hmm. and he came downstairs and said to the mom, I mean, he was probably five or six. I hope I'm retelling this correctly. Is his name Samuel? No, but close. <laughs> and he's, and, she, and he says, is dad home? And she's like, no. She said, I, and when the older brother says, maybe it was God, go back and ask him what he wants. Wow, wow. And so he goes back upstairs and he comes down. I mean, he's really small. Yeah. And he says, um, God says, I'm going to need a big stick because I'm going to lead people like Moses. Wow. And he's 20 <laughs> oh, something word. now and he's a worship leader. That's I mean, it amazing. is like, it, I think about that story all the time That's when awesome. the older brother was like, just go back. It sounds like it's, it's probably God. Just <laughs> go back upstairs that. and ask him what he wants. That's it. That's <laughs> it. Like we make it this, this hard, complicated thing. Yeah. But I mean, when we become like children again and we just go, yeah. what do you want, God? Yeah. What is it that you want to say? Yeah. You know? What does it look like? I, you know, I think I got saved when I was five. Yeah. I meant it. I, yeah. I stuck with it. Same. I, And I think, so maybe this is your experience too. I think I misunderstood grace for a while. Right. Because I always had it. I didn't always have it. But I always had it as long as I could remember. Right. I mean, I've had grace longer than I've been able to read. Right. So when you're raising kids who are making that decision, what are you going to do that your parents did that helped you keep walking in that? And what would you do different for yourself Mm. or for them? Yeah. I'm interested in that as someone who sees a bunch of my friends raising kids who get saved young. And as I, if I ever have kids, would hope they would get saved young. Right. Like I did. Yeah. A lot of our conversation these days revolves around the fruit of the spirit. Oh, (laughs) behavior. Got it. (laughs) Well, I get it. No, that's fair. I mean, it comes out in behavior, but it has to start with, you know, the fruit of your life and what's going on in your heart. And, um, so yeah, because even like even getting even giving your heart to Jesus when you're little, like he's still gonna do so much in you. Yeah. I mean, I'm thirty six, Annie, and I look back over my life and I go, Man, when I was in high school and college, I thought I had it. I yep. thought I knew. Same I thought same. I just like I was coasting along. Yeah. And now I go I feel like I've walked through in the last few years and a little bit of a, a deconstruction yeah. of religion, really, uh, in my life, where I had a lot of um, foundations that were what were that were put in people and what they said, and denominations, and the church that I grew up in, and um, the leaders that I followed, and blah blah blah, you know. But I think, like, at some point, even if you are walking with the Lord your whole life, you get to a place where you just go, uh, I, I just, I just really need to know. Who is God and what is He like? I mean, that's it. Yeah. And and I can make it about so many other things, and I can make it really complicated. But 
in, in this season of my life, I need to know the person of God mm-hmm. and I need to know his character. Mm-hmm. Like, what is he like on, on the days that are hard? What is he like on the days that are not so hard, you know? Yeah. So uh, for my kids, yeah, we talk about fruit of the spirit a lot. Um, and I think there are definitely practical things that I could be doing more of, as in like scripture memory. Oh my and, gosh, well, you know, I'm not here like to that. tell you what I you know, be doing. I know. But I'm just we curious. did, but I want to. But I think like it's about um, even foster for me as a worship leader, but first as a worshiper, teaching my kids how to be worshipers. Mm. Like, uh, and that's the, one of the most beautiful things. Like, what does that mean? You don't mean you, that they need to raise their hands or they need to stand no, in a certain way. What does it teach? How do you teach kids how to worship? I, just talking about the posture of their hearts mm. um, and how you can worship whether you're singing or you're not, whether you're you know playing with your sibling or you're you're helping mom with some chores or um, you're doing your schoolwork like that can be worship too. But also, it does like it does. I, I can't explain what it does to my heart when I see my kids in a corporate setting, lifting their hands and singing their hearts out. I mean, if it does that to my heart, I can't imagine what it does to the heart of God, you know? Um, So, yeah, I just want to see my kids love the presence of God. And and so in order for that to happen, I have to actually invite the presence of God into our home and facilitate that and foster that and go, God, God is talking to us. Like, what's he saying today? And, um, you know, even our neighbor last week, uh, um, we saw an ambulance outside their house and I went out to check on them and the the wife had to go to the hospital for some health reasons. And so I got with the kids and I said, guys, we need to, we need to pray for Miss Wanda. And they all three just said, God, would you please heal her body? And just facilitating the faith and wonder and worship and joy in my home. Yeah. That's what that's my goal. Not right. every day is like that. You know, right. every, some days I go, y'all go to bed. I'm going to try again tomorrow. That's right. That's right. <laughs> but I think that's right. I mean, I think for our friends who are listening, they're like, I want my home to be like that. You yeah. said, invite the Spirit of God. Yeah. Just start there. That's yeah. a very simple Tomorrow, I'm going to invite, tonight, I'm going to invite the Spirit of God in my home and see what tomorrow looks like when I've invited Him specifically. Yeah, exactly. I think that's beautiful. And Faith and Wonder, I mean, those, I love that that's the name of the album, but I also love that is, to me, that is you, is you carry faith and wonder in you. And so I just love, why is that the title? Did it just feel as right to me, to you as it does to me? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it did feel right. I mean, it is one of the songs, but um, I I do want to live my life like that just full of faith and wonder mm-hmm. with the name of Jesus ever on my lips. And because when you think about that, what is, what is faith and, and why does, why does that matter in our lives? You know, the righteous will live by faith and walk by faith and not by sight. And I'm tired of living by sight. I'm yes. tired of doing what I can do. Mm-hmm. I want to see God do what only he can Come do. On. And that's where the wonder comes in when you go like, wow, God, look at all that you are and all you've done in my life and how much you want to do. And I'm just in awe of you. And I want to, that's worship, you know? So, yeah. When you listen to a live album, are you supposed to listen the whole way through like we were sitting at church or can it, can we put it on shuffle? (laughs) I always feel like I'm going to miss something if I shuffle. Oh, well, you can put it on shuffle if you want. Um, This was recorded, you know, start to finish. um, And every track is in order of the, of how we recorded it. So you it laid it out of. like that on purpose. Yeah, we laid it out okay. like that on purpose. That's what I need sure. you to say to me, Mayor. Just no. like, Annie, don't hit shuffle. Well, it's Go funny. Go front to back. I know, and you don't have to. I don't want to box you in. But 
<clears throat> you're allowed to boss my spiritual life uh, in this way. Yeah, well, okay. In a lot you. of ways, but in this way particularly. We were going to release it, the whole thing, uh, up front in December. And Spotify asked if we would release one song at a time. And my soul died a little, but I was sure. like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Because I get it. It's the it's the current climate of the music industry. People listen to songs yeah. before they listen to albums. And so I still listen to full records. Yeah. Um, I need an experience. I don't want to just, you know, it's, yeah, like right now, well, this is if I said that, that would just show you how untechnology I am. <laughs> but like with playlists, I don't really understand playlists, and I never listen to playlists. I just listen to albums. Yeah, and that's what I love. What so, do you listen to right now besides? Well, Faith and I mean, I'm so like I go back, I mm-hmm. go back to albums that have ministered to me in the past. Yes, and I, and I revisit them. Yeah, and I get, and I get stuck there for right. a while. Um, like today, I, I was working out and I was listening to the Bethel um, Have It All album. Oh, sure. And Is that the one with the heart on the front? Yes, yes. yes. Just so good, you know? Um, so, yeah, I mean that. I, I, Do you know, I broke out a one, that I, I Instagram story about this, but I could not find it. It's called Dreams of God. It's an old YWAM album. Oh, from that's like, amazing. Why about, from, I had it in 1997. I didn't even know YWAM made albums. They don't. It's okay. a album. <laughs> and it's, uh, it ended up, the punchline was, it was on my iTunes. I just yeah. hadn't looked, but you can't buy it anywhere. Wow. But I'm so, that album was so monumental right. to me during yeah. my... Uh, college my first couple of years of college yeah that even just to go back and sing those songs again yeah. had me crying right. going like oh yeah I asked you to do that 20 years ago and you're doing that so good and um that's so awesome. pulling back old ones like that I think yeah. is brilliant and we get to the gift is y'all keep making new ones for us yeah but I can still go back to um what is yours after all no not for a moment not for yeah. a moment that's yeah. the one I was like well, but, after, all, you is the after all, is, thank you. Yes. Well, good. I was like, that's in there, right? It's in parentheses. But I mean, that <laughs> album is is a whole year of my Nashville life. Wow. Where I got dumped really bad, and Aww. I saw God do amazing things. Yeah. And I mean, I guess every dump is really bad, but some dumps are really bad. When you get <laughs> I get dumped. it. And, I remember. Uh, and and your album. So I go back there sometimes just yeah. to remember who God is. Yeah. So okay, yeah. so you're going back to Bethel. What else? Are you I mean, going that's back not to? even Anything that else? far back. But no, like, but if we want to go that. If we want to go farther back, like Delirious Cutting Edge was. My Don't jam. even <laughs> every 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 song. I yes, have that too. I keep song. it on my phone. It's every still on my phone. Song. I still go back to Cutting Edge. Oh, it's the I best. I hope they are laying on a beach somewhere because we keep paying for that music. I mean, I think they're still doing music, which good for them. Yeah. I, I'd be laying on a beach somewhere, but right. Seriously, that that Mayor, we were rocking me. that in '95. Oh yeah, totally. Look at, I totally. mean, I hope that the Lord puts jewels in their crown from us. I, of like, <laughs> those two women yes. had two totally different paths and yep. ended up being friends. Yep. Both shaped by the same album as yep. teenagers. Totally. Yeah. That's a, that's one that I'll, I'll never like grow tired of. Ever. Obviously. Because I can do front to back on that one ago. too. I yeah, can, for sure. I can let that one just roll yep. during my yep. quiet time or while I'm cleaning totally. the house or whatever. And it's two discs. So it's that's two discs. <laughs> <laughs> it's back when we had discs and that's it was right. two of them. That's right. I did think that Double was disc. pretty amazing. The yellow and the blue. <laughs> I was like, right. y'all are no oh joke. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. Man, that is some good old, I mean, yeah. Yeah. I love them. That When I think of my life, that dreams of God one that, no, I'm sorry to all of you. You'll never be able to find it because I don't know how to help you. Right. <laughs> I looked everywhere before I realized I had it. Um, I feel about your albums the way I feel about that. And so I'm that makes me really excited about Faith and Wonder. Oh, thanks, Because I think, Amy. man, this is, this is the album that's going to... The songs have already been walking with me in my car, but I feel like 
Faith and Wonder is going to walk a lot of this year with me. And it's a year that I need God to do what I don't see. Right. And I need Faith and Wonder because yeah. I'm doing something I've never done before. For sure. In this career. Right? I get it. Well, that's awesome. So um, how many songs is on? Six. Is okay. Great. Yeah. I love it. So Six. I might need to so put out know. another one soon because I don't know that it will last a whole year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, girl, you are. Un- We're still working cutting edge. You know I can put something I know, on okay, repeat. That's true. That's don't true. you worry. <laughs> and they are longer songs. Like there's some spirit moments. Like some of the yeah. tracks are like six minutes, seven I mean, when minutes. you record, did you? Because that's one of my favorite things about worship albums is it genuinely feels like the Holy Spirit uses technology to enter a new space yeah. when you play that music. Yeah. When y'all were recording it, were there moments like, oh, this is the Holy Spirit. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I had friends that were there that were just like, well, sorry, I didn't really sing very loud because I was basically on my face in the corner. I'm like, no, that's all I wanted. So um, it was a really special night. And um, I think a lot of that was captured, you know, yeah. and I hope it translates to people where they just encounter God in their cars or yeah. doing dishes. Well, it does or for sure on the ones that are already on Spotify. Thanks so for saying that. I'm um, I'm excited to have the whole experience front to back as God and Mare intended, <laughs> and so we shall listen to it in listen, that way. Listen, I promise I won't judge you if you want to skip around. <laughs> it is okay. You have full freedom to okay. do that. Freedom, freedom, yes, freedom. That's right. Um, what do you need from us? What do you need from your friends and people who are praying and? Yeah. Um, I prayer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think just like a little bit of the, what I shared earlier, um, just praying for um strategy. I need yeah. strategy from the Lord where yes. I I'm uh, not working on my own strategy or man's strategy or even like here, these are the people who went before me and this is how they did it and it worked for them. Cause um I think when God calls you to something it's not it's not necessarily supposed to be cookie cutter and look yep. like everybody else. Yep. And so you have to kind of blaze your own trail um, as you partner with the Holy Spirit and as you're led by Him. So I just need the Lord to be really clear yeah. and uh and and I need to be not so stubborn and controlling. Yeah. <laughs> you know. But just trust the Lord and just go, God, you you've got me this far. And I know you'll 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 see me through to the end. But I'm excited for what God has ahead. Um, it's funny how I, as I was mentioning earlier, I feel like I'm standing on the edge of something. But in so many ways, I, because of that, I feel like I need to pull back. Mm. Like I need to like, right be in, more intentional about rest. Yep. Be more intentional about listening. Be more intentional about here's my circle of of family and people, yep. and just go, okay, God. I'm leaning in here. Yeah. Do the deep work inside of me that you need to do um, before you carry it out through my life, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that's God's kindness to us and His grace is that it's always a process. And we, you know, like we reach like this, this uh, maybe we reach this kind of marker, like a goal that we've set. And, and then it's like we need to retreat for a little bit and to rest and to get vision and download for what's the next season. And so I, I kind of feel like I'm there, but I'm not exactly sure how to navigate all of that. And, you know, still got things on the calendar. And yeah. uh, I'm just basically telling you my whole life right now, <laughs> which, I, which is great. And if tomorrow you wish you would, no, just call me no, back no, 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 it's stuff. fine. It's fine because I, I want it to be helpful for people. Yeah. And I mean, it's easy. And to what start. a gift to invite people into the middle. Well, yeah, because I just don't, I, the last thing I want is for there to be this illusion that like, yeah, I just coast along and I get, you know, all these th- things to happen. And, and it's, I mean, granted, I'm so grateful for everything that God has done, but what I'm saying is like, there's so much behind the scenes and like the hidden battles and the yeah, wrestling yeah. and the... 
God, what is up and what is down? And, and, and what are you actually calling me to? And um, what do you want to do in my heart that's necessary? Like I'm, we're talking character development, yeah. you know, like yeah. basics, but ne- like necessities for longevity. Yeah. Um, necessity, you know. It's just, that's the trick, right? How do we figure out how to do this long term? Exactly. And yeah. I think it's like it's rest, it's integrity, it's intimacy with the mm-hmm. Father. Mm-hmm. It's, um, it's identity being rooted in him and not mm-hmm. what we do mm-hmm. and you know that's a big thing for me it might yeah. be a thing for you yeah. too where you go like it's easy for me to go like yeah I'm a worship leader and a, a wife and a mom and but you strip it all away like my my identity and the only thing that can never be taken from me is my identity as a daughter yeah. of the most high God and so I want everything to come from that place not me trying to maintain these other roles um, because if I let my identity flow from the place of daughter, that position as daughter, then it it will maintain the other yep. things that God has entrusted to me. Yep. I feel like God just gave me that revelation. Yeah. Sorry. No, that's <laughs> you very know when you're good. just talking and you're like, Lord, yeah. I feel like that you're was speaking. For, that was my... actually for me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Thank you, Lord. I'm glad we're recording this. Yes. Yeah. I think the strategy conversation is really important. I think probably maybe. In churches I've experienced, we've under-communicated that to the people of like, whether it's in your home or in your business. So for men or women who are running a business or work at a business, in your home, in your dreams, Mm -hmm. there is a battle plan you can ask for. Yes. Because I I feel a little bit of a warning from God in me right now of going like, make sure sure you're talking to me before you're doing all this. Right, right. Make sure you're, you know, like... Get the strategy for me. A, l- yeah. a lot of op- open doors don't mean you go through all of them. A lot of closed exactly. doors don't mean you give up. Yeah. And so asking him. Yeah. And, and setting aside time to listen. That's, that's the thing. I, I will drive from A to B while I'm like making a phone call and going, I need strategy, Lord. And he's like, <laughs> I would really like to give it to you if you'd slow down <laughs> yeah. for 18 seconds <laughs> yes. and listen to me. Girl, but don't I know. That is so much wisdom for you to give us to like ask for strategy on yeah. how to raise a person yeah. on how to... Or three. Yeah, or three. Mm. And how to run a business and yeah. how to, you know, yep. he he knows. Yep. He knows that we don't know. Yeah, and his strategy is way better than mine oh, could ever be. That's right. And yeah. from, uh, as a daughter, we can go in. We have access to the throne room. Yeah. And we can go into the king and go, hey, I know you may be busy, but <laughs> you said I could come in as soon as I could. That's right. And I'm here to say help me. Yeah. I need some strategy and I need some wisdom. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, that verse that's in James, it talks about how like when we ask God for wisdom, he will give it. Like he will always give it without finding fault. Yes. Like even the like without finding fault, I was like, why'd you put that in there? Like, but that's actually really significant Uh because when we ask for wisdom, he's not going, well, sorry, you didn't spend enough time here or sorry, you missed it last time. He he goes, no, I'll give you wisdom because he's preserving the glory of his name. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and even just like going back to um, churches whose leaders fail, like a lot of times you will see growth still in that church. You will see um, God moving in that church still because he's after his glory and he's yep. after drawing people to himself and yeah. he will use a hypocrite. He will use somebody who is walking in sin. And and maybe you're just like, no, wait, what? But he will he will use whoever he has to And he use. says the anointing can't be revoked. That, exactly. The call right? of God cannot be revoked. He doesn't take it back. And so I think... Um, people can squander it, but he doesn't take it back. That's right. Yeah. And, and I think for all of us, it's like, I don't even know, again, where I was going with that, you know. I don't know. I have young, long, young kids. Long kids. 
know. Everybody's calling me. I know. Do you need to answer? We're no, done. I don't know. We, no, I don't want to be done. This is so fun. I know. It's really fun. Mary, well, I think, I mean, yeah, I think it's so honoring of you to invite us into the middle of this, partly because it means that we get to watch what God does over the next two years or mm. over the next, you know, and go like, man, I remember when she asked us to pray for strategy. Yeah. And that means what's happening now is strategy. So just know that that my, my friends who are listening who pray, and a lot of them are learning, like I am, learning how to pray and um, trying it, yeah. that we will just ask God to give you strategy. Thank you. And wisdom. Um, Thank you. And we will all listen to faith and wonder and know where it came from. <laughs> that it came from deep wells that you yeah. had to dig. Yeah. So thank you for doing that work. You, I, I've said this to you before. This will probably make me cry. But there, I can't write my books without songs mm. that carry me. Sorry. Don't and I've said to you before that you're, you sing me to write. And so oh. I'm very loyal to you forever because it's without, <laughs> without people like you who write songs that carry me, I can't do my job. Wow. And y'all are, the Levites is a real thing. Mm. The worshipers going first is a real thing. Yeah. And I am super aware. So I just want you to know I'm super aware that you go first. So whenever you need to come back into the camp, we will take care of you because <laughs> the Levites go first. And that is not lost on me wow. as a as someone who doesn't have to go first. Thanks, friend. I get to follow behind that. So thank you. Okay. Yeah, wow. <laughs> Sorry. I, okay. I'm always Annie. Um, I love you, Annie. Thank you. I love you too. Okay. So our final question, <laughs> okay. just to dry it up over here. Yes. Um, our final question is because the show is called that sounds fun. Uh -huh. What do you do for fun? What do I do for fun currently? Or what do I want to do for fun? Yes. Either one. Um, th three things come to mind. Okay. They're good. all completely different. Great. Of, I want to go back to Disney world because yes. you have a picture. Of I have Disney a picture. Right I want to yeah. go back. Um, I want to go get a massage. That sounds really fun. Uh, and yeah. I love paddle boarding. Do you? <laughs> do i know that sounds know so that. silly i need to try to try i need to Why try to do silly? it in nashville yeah. well because we don't live near an ocean but we have a bunch of rivers and i don't own a paddleboard but and you know that the lake that percy priest has yeah, like percy paddleboard priest, clubs i know well yeah I don't but know we're never home good enough but to be in a club but no no, no clubs too. just mean they own the boards and we get to use them oh great you don't oh, have to like I'm, race oh <laughs> You just pay, you just rent them. Well, the thing that I like about paddle boarding is that you don't have to go fast. It's like fast. this very calming, leisurely thing. Have you done the yoga on it? I, no. I haven't <laughs> even done yoga. So I need to do yoga like on the ground first and then, then yeah, maybe we'll Yeah, can you we'll imagine? Talk. It's so hard. No, I can't do it. I can't even imagine. Like I'm doing pretty good to stand up on that thing same, for a while. Same, same. But we did a cruise like a couple weeks ago and uh, like we were singing for it. Yeah. And there, one of the stops had like paddle boards and stuff. I'm like, this is my happy place. Yeah. I'm going to just get on this thing and go for a little while. I don't know. It's just really calming to me because yeah. you can like look. Usually, when I've done it, I've been in like these really clear waters where you can like look down and just see the bottom. Yeah, I love the water. Okay. I've always loved the ocean. I've always loved to swim. So I don't know. Something about that just kind of revives me a little yeah. bit. Yeah, I um, am very scared of sharks. So <laughs> yeah. I always like stay real on my board. Right, right. I, I went that. in Maui with Jeff and Elizabeth Key, and they were like, "Yeah, let's go out deep." And I was like, "You guys better stay well, real close to me." Like Hawaii, those are legit sharks. Yeah, like those in are North like Carolina, where sharks. I grew up. Yeah. yeah, there's not really any sharky sharks. Yeah, 
I saw a video on Instagram the other day because I was spending too much time on the discovery tab, as I tend to do when right. I can't fall asleep. Yeah, right. And a girl was paddleboarding and she had like a cooler and did it all this stuff on her paddleboard. I was like, I wish I didn't fall off. <laughs> I wish I could keep a cooler <laughs> on the end cooler. of my paddleboard. Oh my word. Can you imagine just being That's able to keep like crazy. supplies on your paddleboard? And not even have to like duct tape it. You don't even like think about it. Wow. I'd be like, listen, I turn that thing She's over about serious. 12 times every time I get on it. That's okay. <laughs> well, you can work up to cooler status. That's right. That's right. Uh, Mayor, thanks for making time today. Oh, thanks I'm for grateful. having me. I love you. Absolutely. I'm glad we're on the same love team. Me too. me too. Oh, friends. Sorry I cried. Y'all aren't surprised. But man, I just love Meredith so much. She's just so dear. Her music is so meaningful in my life, as is her friendship. And I just love, love, love getting to chat with her today. So make sure you go ahead and grab her album, Faith and Wonder. It is everywhere available to you. iTunes, Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon, all the places. Anywhere that you want it, you can have it. It is just so, so good. I think you're going to love it. And make sure you give Meredith a follow all over the internet, Instagram and Twitter and all the places. And tell her thanks for being on the show and how much today's conversation meant to you. And if you need anything from me, you know me. I'm embarrassingly easy to find. Annie F. Downs over the place. Today, we'll say that F. is for Faith because Mayor's album is Faith and Wonder. But Annie F. Downs on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all the places you might need me. That's how you can find me. And if you get a chance to rate and review the show, it means so much. I'd really, really appreciate it as we continue to build this little place for our friends. I think that's it for today, you guys. So go out and do something that sounds fun to you, and I will do the same. And we'll see you back here Thursday, all Thursday, with our good buddy, comedian Trey Kennedy. Y'all are even ready. (laughs) See y'all Thursday.